Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Yo, welcome back everyone to this week's edition of Conversations with Z and Vin. And of course, we got Caitlin on the line as well. So we're talking, Z, about just insanity, just mass insanity, and we're seeing this all over. In fact, I released a song about this called Welcome to Dystopia, and the premise was that society is breaking down in a number of ways, and this has been going on for a long time. So it's happened in the shadows, it's uh, happened on the edges, but now it's come out into full view, and there's one line in the song that says, society unravels faster than you can imagine, exceeding the basic limits of thermodynamics. So the idea is that we've reached this tipping point and things are just getting crazier and crazier. So as we're talking offline, Z, there are a couple of examples you brought up which <laughs> are are horrifying. I mean, they're kind of funny, but they're really horrifying. Uh, one is how you were in Palm Springs and you were talking to some of the people who work at the resort. And they were saying that they now have to change the filters in the pools something like three times a day. It used to be that they would change it every few weeks, but now it's three times a day. Because you got people who just have so much accumulated detritus and dirt and whatever else on their skin. And they're actually washing themselves out using the jets in the pool. So all of this waste from all of the people who come into the pool clogs up the filters and it just creates, I don't even know what. I mean, it sounds like some disgusting soup of bacteria and filth. And so you immediately yanked your kids out of it and got away from there. Uh, But... This is just normal. Uh, this is what people are doing now. They aren't really thinking about it. It doesn't seem that strange. And while they're bathing themselves, they're also having full meals in the pool. So there are these little floaty devices. And you can get your entire meal over there. So you can hang out, take a bath, have lunch or dinner, have drinks, spend the whole day, the whole afternoon in the pool. So that was one example. Uh, then, of course, we're talking about the fires in Maui, which I wasn't aware of until you pointed it out. And Maui is, is on fire. Uh, so it's a tropical area, but it's gotten so dry because of global warming that it's on fire. They've got to evacuate people left and right. Uh, there isn't enough room in hotels. Some people are actually jumping into the ocean to get away from the fires. There's something like 2,000 people who are sleeping at the airport because they've got nowhere to go. And this is Hawaii. This is what we think about as a tropical paradise. But now it's turned into an inferno. Uh, Then we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and we may have mentioned this before on one of the podcasts. There's a documentary on Netflix about killer robots, how when you combine AI with weapons, you get autonomous robots that are, are there to kill people. And no one really seems to be thinking about how to put controls around this or where this takes us. And in fact, if you talk to people in the industry, it's interesting because something it, most people that you talk to in the industry, if you ask them, okay, what's the chance that AI is going to destroy humanity? They'll say somewhere around 10%. So they're happy to work on something that's got a 10% of chance of wiping out civilization. But they just do it because that's the thing to do, and that's where you can make money, and that's where the hot jobs are. Uh, maybe you can get better dates if you're an AI scientist. I, I don't really know. But just craziness across the board. And that doesn't even touch on the culture wars that we've been seeing, which have been heating up, which is another form of insanity. 
So Z, as we're in this this strange time, and I've observed before that in my lifetime, things are changing much more rapidly in the last five years than they have in the last 10 years, much more rapidly in the last 10 years than in the last 20 years. So we seem to be going downhill at a faster and faster rate. Give us your perspective on this. Uh, I know we've spent some time conjecturing why we've gotten to the state of insanity, but just give us some thoughts. Open up and give us your impression of what's going on in the world. Well, Vin, I'll kind of work it backwards and sideways. The velocity of change is accelerating exponentially at a, at a rate that we could have never imagined. So I would say that the things that changed, let's say, from the 50s to the 70s were at a certain rate. Then the things that changed from the 70s to the 90s. And then from the 90s to the 2000s. But then what happened in the 2000s is things seemed to change at a unbelievable pace. Like there was more changes from 2010 to 2020 than there was from, from 1945 to 1995, right? Things changed faster, more, not just in terms of technologically, but us as a collective species of people. Societally, the changes were so rapid. I'm not yet going to place a judgment on it. I'm just talking about as you said, the, the, the rate of change, the speed generationally where people who are in their 30s and 40s feel old now compared to people who are in their teens and 20s. That's how far they can't relate to them. They seem like old people. 35-year-olds, people Caitlin's age, seem like old people compared to the average 20-year-old per person that walks in here. Would you agree, Caitlin? It seems like that was such a big gap from your generation to the next generation compared to, let's say, my generation or your generation. We the changes, meaning the changes of sensibility, the changes of worldview, the changes of behavior, the changes of mores and ideas, right? Like it's almost unrelatable. I had this, this one of these influencer people came in with their mom and they weren't relatable. Like there was no part of them, like I can, I can figure out how to deal with you guys. I can, we can come to a consensus. This person was so far gone into being born into, maybe that person was born in, 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 in maybe 2020, or, or, or I should not 2020, but uh, <laughs> uh, 20, 2000, oh, right? Yeah. And they don't know a world outside of like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, that is their world. And how they see the world, they, how they touch it, it seemed that there was a lack of eminence from people. You know, you meet somebody, you can feel their energy. You can feel something about them. You can detect things about them. It's not whether you like them, but you can feel their, their eminence, their aura. There was none. There was just nothing there. And what I'm seeing, too, is that as we start to interact with each other, the line of sanity becomes more and more vague. Like things that were crazy 20, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, aren't crazy anymore. They're normal. So as Vin, you were mentioning, uh, 
regrettably, my wife planned a vacation. And, and anybody that has kids, anybody that's a couple, you got kids, please don't call these things vacations. Okay? Please don't call it vacation. They're relocations. Yeah, so because nothing, <laughs> you're not going to get more rest. <clears throat> you're not going to recover from anything. It's going to be, yeah, that's, that's a good term, relocation. Because these places are, tend to be chaotic. If you have a good bed at home, the beds at these hotels are not good beds. Okay, they're, they're, they're plush. Probably they do something to keep the bed bugs contained within the mattress. I don't know. But, but they're not comfortable. Um, the constant going breakneck pace, uh, nothing vacation about it. I had to come home and get sleep. That's how bad these vacations are. And if you're a dad, you're kind of like the Uber driver slash Manny, uh, uh, gentleman's gentleman, whatever you want to call it. So just a little note from the peanut gallery is that it's a relocation and not a vacation, all right? So now, so I'm at this place and I had been there years ago because we had done a yoga teacher training with about 50 people and we rented out this resort. And there was, because I, I remember it because the gym was nice, but they've changed it around. There were different pools and things like that. And Vin mentioned uh, some of the most uh, bizarre, disgusting things are going on that have been normalized that you used to would complain about they would comp you a room uh, there's a few things uh, as we 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 accelerate the insane train right it's full speed ahead uh, throttle to the floor this thing is going it's it's, it's we're on we're on the fast track to hell let's put it that way I'm almost going to become religious after seeing this stuff because I think the world needs God so uh, I don't care which God it is, but it needs God, okay? Gods, goddesses, we, we need love people. So I'm at this resort, and just, I'll just go over some of the things that were out of, out of the time phase, right? We're moved into interdimensional space. We've entered a time warp where things are happening rather quickly, what the future looks like. So you get to these places and, you know, everybody has the, what they call it, the assistant dog, the, um, the friend dog, what is it called? The service dog? Support animal. Emotional support. Okay, yeah, so everybody has some sort of emotional support creature. But now they're not on leashes anymore. They're free to roam. And although dogs are, their brains are changing, adapting to humans and cats, everything's changing. Now, cats are like dogs, and dogs are like dumb people, right? So it's no more a cat-dog thing anymore. Because I even saw a few cats running around with the dogs, which, again, was some kind of biblical, diastopian, apocalyptic movie scene, right? Cats and dogs mating and things like that. So this is stuff you never saw before. So you walk out of, you get to your room, and you may or may not be attacked by a Pomeranian and your response will determine how the owner or holder or bearer or partner of this animal will react to you. So you're rushing to get in the room and lock yourself in the room so that the roving animals, I think there was a turtle there and everything else. So you have the emotional support thing. And then they have all the pools, as Vin mentioned before, that's really, really hard for me to deal with. That I didn't realize that the people that were uh, uh, very obese, which has been normalized. Um, 
clean themselves with the jets in the public pools. This is what the maintenance workers were telling me. You know, I make friends with all the, the untouchables wherever I go. I make friends with the Dalits. And they would just tell me how things are going. See, yeah, it's kind of weird. You might not want to get in there, bro. I say, really? This is why it's important when you go places, get to know the locals. Get to know local people because they will tell you things, how to stay safe, right? But if you're, if you're uh, looking down on them, you'll lose the opportunity to get valuable information, right? So they were pointing out how these people were positioning their bodies around the jets to clean the folds of their bodies. But in doing that, it overloaded the waste capacity of the particle filter jets that filter out particles that are in the water. So they were having to change the filters more often and unclog the system more often, which is modular, so they can just pull it out with a few screws, uh, replace things, clean things. But they also said they had the, 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 there's a test device, a water quality device, that tells when there's bacterial overloads. And they had to turn the chlorine up so it smells like you're in a laundry, a washing machine, right? Like you're doing your whites in a washing machine. That's what, and if you're a, a person that's highly melanated like myself and my kids, when you get out and that chlorine dries on you, it looks like you have a coat of white dust. It looks like you're in white face because the chlorine leaves a trace of dust all over your body, which again, you have to go shower off, put on loads and loads of oil to, to regain your wonderful complexion. And so that was a weird thing that that was normal, that there was a large number of people who were using a public facility to wash their bodies public. Then I started noticing food in the pool. Mind you, this was a nice resort. This wasn't the Motel 6 resort. This was a nice resort. And there were these floaties with food trays. And I come from a time, again, it's about the time warp we're in. I was always told, you know, you don't eat in the pool. You don't eat and go swimming. I don't know if it's true or not. I've never had swimmer's cramps, but I trusted what the old people used to tell me, you don't eat and jump in the pool. Didn't you hear that as a child? I think, well, Caitlin even heard that. So here's a place where our generations aren't so far apart that she got the memo too, but none of these people got the memo. That, so they were eating in the pool on floaties, full uh, junk food cuisines. Um, that was kind of weird and strange and out of sorts, so to say, for me. And the fact that all of this was very normal. And mind you, while we're down there, it was very hot. It was like 115 degrees. It was great to be near the misting water and all that. But once you find out what was lurking in the water... Uh, that ended your day right there. Pretty much you're just going to go in your room and turn on the air conditioner and shower repeatedly and down some antibiotics just, just in case. And the thought processes of, of people is what I'm saying is that we are being funneled into, it's like we're being funneled into the lowest level of mental competency. And when we get into heavy discussions about nonsensical things, that's when you know we're going crazy. I just saw, again, the article, then one of your favorite people, I think Lizzo, was, was getting um, a legal suit against her for calling her dancers uh, fat, 
telling them how disgusting they were while promoting fat happiness or whatever it's called, body like, liking, body, yeah, body positive. So the hypocrisy doesn't exist anymore because everybody's a hypocrite. So we don't even have what we call hypocrisy. That as you mentioned too, that the, the, the beauties and wonders of technology that we can all enjoy, there's also a liability to that, as you saw in Invisible Robot Warriors, the documentary. What I looked at that documentary and noticed was the people who were programming the robots were these fellows they call incels, guys that feel like they can't get women and they hate the world. So it, it brought me to a lawsuit recently where there was uh, somewhere where they use facial recognition. And this woman is suing the, her local um, municipality and state and so forth because she was arrested due to a false facial recognition, said she was somebody she wasn't. So easily enough, they had to settle the suit because once they tested, they found out, yeah, the facial recognition has been programmed to only identify certain groups of people. Guess what group that is? And anybody that's not in that particular racial group, it had a very low percentage of accuracy. I mean, down into the single digit percentage of accuracy. So if they were looking for, let's say, uh, an Asian criminal or a black person, it would hit everybody that was Asian or black. Say, that's the person, that's the dude you're looking for. And if you leave AI up to trusting AI to do that, then you just arrested, locked up, shot a bunch of people that had nothing to do with anything you're looking for because the programmers are flawed. That takes us back to the robot warriors. So as you're listening to this documentary, they talk about how wonderful it is that soldiers don't have to go into battle anymore. Just wonderful. And they say stuff like that. And I'm listening to this. I'm, I'm listening for some detail, some deeper content. I say, so you're going to war. And instead of you going to war, robots go to war. Swarming drones and all this that kill autonomously. But they're designed to protect human beings. What kind of doublespeak is that? There's no need for humans to risk their lives. So who are you killing? Are the robots killing each other? You see what I'm saying? That it's like we speak in a way now that is bizarrely vacuous. It's like... So they won't shoot missiles at people, but they'll drop bombs on buildings? I mean... Right. See, Caitlin, I, it's confusing. So they, they have these robots that run around. They have dogs. They look like dogs. They, look, they can chase you down and shoot you but they won't shoot you if you're friendly. But these incels are programming them. These guys that have whole websites about how they hate women and no girls would date them. And they're sitting down in these bunkers eating flaming hot Doritos and sipping Red Bull and Rockstar and liquid death uh, caffeine drinks. And on one screen, the guy has like anime porn going. And on the other screen, he has coding for the autonomous killer robot. Who thinks that's a good formula? What executive, what, uh, what administrator, what person authority says, you know what? This is a good idea. 
We'll let these guys program killer, autonomous killer robots, and, but they'll make sure they have a moral aim to them. But how can we listen to this? How can the, the, the masses of us listen to this and not go, wait? That is because there's mass insanity. There's, there's mass insanity going on right now. And as Vin, you mentioned, the time, uh, the mass, space, and distance equation of time is closing in. Things are happening very fast. And I don't really care anymore if a person doesn't, it doesn't sound right or whatever. It's just, I'm just asking people, and that's what we built this whole platform for. That's what we want to do with Dharma Media, with all the products we create, with My Century Project, with the with the lion with the mic. All these things we're trying to do is not to tell you what to do, but just to provoke you into thinking. Take a pause. It's like sitting at the, at the helm of an aircraft. The flight will be safe if you check and double check your checklist. Just go through your checklist. You know, flaps down, flaps down, right? Just everything will work out. But you have to be sane to do that. So some of this stuff that's going on is so beyond insanity. But collectively, we're, getting, we're, we're, we're figuring out a way to word salad it so it sounds right. And sometimes, Caitlin, you and I get into little things because you're trying to explain stuff to me. Uh, what's going on? It can't be explained. It's kind of like there's a, there's a real push. There is a real push. It's not fake. It's not conspiracy to sexualize children. There is a real push to overly sexualize children. That takes me back to a time when that was considered very evil, very demonic, very um, like otherworldly, anti-world. Why was it that way? Because throughout human evolution, human brain development is one of the slowest in the mammalian family. A human baby or child, offspring, puppy, requires about 18 years of care before it can actually survive on its own. Not like a baby wolf that's good to go in about a year, right? Not like a baby whale, which is good to go in about three years, right? Baby elephant, good to go in about 10 years, right? Baby gorilla, good to go in about 10 years, right? Humans need almost twice that because our brains are big and cumbersome, require a lot of energy, and, and it doesn't finish in developing until about the 20th year of life. It's really that simple why we hold agency over our children until they are of a certain age, right? You do the dumbest shit when you're under 20. You make your smartest decisions when you're past 30, right? Some of us do. So when you overly sexualize children, you're not doing it for their best interests. You're doing it for the insane interests of demented people. Those are the only people that find the joy of erotic interaction with children but we've wordsmithed it in such a way that we're questioning if that's okay or not.
So what's been going on for 100,000 years, and we can look at different cultures that have veered from that and they didn't do well. Leave the babies alone. That used to be a universal thing, that when a culture was damaging children, it was a culture that was in distress, to say the least, right? So we are actively now putting that on the table for discussion. Um, we're, 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 we're holding that into discussion. It shouldn't be something that can be discussed. It's not something we should even be talking about. A lot of the health issues through obesity to body dysmorphia, through uh, gender dysmorphia, these are real issues brought on by uh, chemicals in the environment. This is not conspiratorial. It's not an opinion. It is a measurable scientific fact that if you put certain things in your water and food, it can alter your body and your consciousness. You want to drink uh, water from Three Mile Island? For obvious reasons, no. What was the thing that Karen Silkwood was involved in where they had the... Uh, all the pollution in the pools and things around her home that were killing everybody. So a woman named Karen Silkwood brought it to court. They ended up killing Karen Silkwood um, because she brought the attention to what the factories were doing around her house and all the cancer cases. Very, Karen Silkwood, she's a hero, American hero. And you, you forgot about her. Caitlin's generation knows nothing about Karen Silkwood. And she's one of the most important people in, in history, uh, in modern history. And who knows what she would say if she was still alive. And you look at different areas of the country where there's lead in the water and the intellect of people is very down. They did that in Detroit. They did that in Ohio. So this, isn't, this is no longer conspiracy stuff. Um, the behavior, our, our collective behavior of arguing topics and issues that are so bizarre. Um, and I don't say this to just aggravate a step on people. I say this because I'm... I want to do what I can in my life, the karma of my life, to mitigate human suffering. That's what we went on this mission for, right, Vin? Uh, that's what I made a promise to teach. And I don't know how we do it. And I think one of the best ways I can do it, I don't know how everybody else is going to do it, is to just get us to talking and thinking for ourselves so we can figure things out. Talking is a way of, of kind of creating ideas and describing. Action is affirming those thoughts and ideas. So we don't want to just talk. We want to get up and do something. You want to talk about being in shape. You want to get up and work out. You don't want to talk about diet and nutrition. You want to do it, apply it to yourself, get a benefit from it. But let's draw a line, folks, and we'll talk about that in, in our next episode of what we can do, is that the first line of defense is guard and protect your mind, as the Buddha said. Protect positive, protect your own mind. A lot of this stuff that you're hearing and making you see Karen Silkwood, and, 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 and questioning, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust nobody else but yourself. But trust and verify so that you can live a well life and do better in this life. There are many things that are, are hitting at this rapid pace as this train speeds up. A lot of issues that are coming on board um, as Vin and I were talking, just the, the, the environmental situation is altered, but they politicize it. So if you take up certain political views, 
you can't hear other views. So I try not to do that. There are people I really don't like in the media. I think they are uh, cultural vampires. They're promoting a lot of divisiveness. But every now and then they'll say something right. And I, I have to acknowledge that, you know what, I, I agree with what that person says, even though I don't agree with the other stuff. So we want to go at things like that. We want to be very discriminating about what we hand pick for ourselves and be able to see through a lot of the ways that commerce is created by chaos. Creating more chaos, you create more commerce. But also, I, I, I was playfully saying, but not so playfully, we need spirituality back in our lives. And I don't mean any one political view or you know this kind of turn to Jesus, whatever you believe in, it might be a good time to really dig into your faith because there won't be things around you that look faithful. There won't be things around you that look very healthy and divine. And you're going to want to go into that bhakti state, that devotional state, so that you can remember who you are as we're being bombarded with so much negative, unhealthy, and bizarre things. We have normalized obesity. We have normalized dishonor. We have normalized um, gender dysmorphia that is oftentimes caused by environmental ravages. We have okayed ignorance and even glorify it. The less knowledgeable a person is, the more famous they can become. And we'll monetize your notoriety and your fame no matter what. So the people that are really doing things for humanity you never hear about, but people who do nothing have millions of followers. So changing that narrative, I had to tell my eight-year-old that these Instagrammer people and these influencers aren't what they seem to be. They rent things or, or borrow or steal things and then show you what a wonderful, opulent life they have. But what did they do? What, what did they offer? What was the exchange that suddenly they're living in a mansion and driving Ferraris? Did, what did they do? What did they offer? What did they support that enriched them? Nothing. But those are the role models of the moment. Is I got it all and I put nothing in. It is a zero... Uh, a zero liability game for me. I'm going to gain, gain, gain. And so we're buying that. And if you are step back a little bit, think about it. Does that not violate the laws of nature? Like Vin, you talked about the laws of thermodynamics. Everything costs something. For every unit of energy you need, you have to expend an energy a, a unit and you want to do it as efficiently as possible. So you always have a surplus of energy. But it won't be, you're going to have to put something into it, something of value in your life, in your relationships. So these are the things that we want us to think about. And don't doubt yourself. Also with our, our Dharma Media Project, um, I, one, one of our um, advisors and, and, and one of my dear friends suggested that people who think for themselves will need a citadel. They will need a place to go, both online and in real life. Places to meet, almost like way station. Again, it goes back to you, Vin, like this dystopian movie you, you, 
you've uh, described so well in your lyrics, you think about these different movies where people are traveling during an apocalypse and these groups, the healthy group has to go from one point to another, fighting off zombies and infected people to get to safe havens here and there. We're not far from that. And if you think we're not far from that, just take a meditative moment, a reflective moment, and look at the extreme changes in not just our society and our world in that sense, but how we interpret it. Our interpretations of things are so skewed. If something doesn't fit, something isn't quite right, what we do now is try to make it right and normalize it as opposed to, you know, something's a little off here. Let's remedy this problem. Let's not let the disease spread. Let's put resources into um, containing it. But now we say, hey, let's bathe in it. Let's party in it. It's okay. It's all good. Let's bring the kids with us. We're having trouble sourcing good food. I think you mentioned uh, your mother eating some food. It didn't, it was a, thought it was a steak. It was horse meat. And now they've released, I don't know how to the other states, but it's okay now to do the, um, the new molecular meat. So they've released molecular meat on the market. While I was at this resort, one of the resort or casinos was offering a $5 steak. Oh, say for you carnivores out there, for the carnivores in the house, what can you get for $5 that would be healthy for you? What's in that steak? Well, I'll tell you what's in that steak. They changed the laws recently on ranching. So things that used to be, when they used to destroy things with mad cows disease, they don't have to do that anymore. Look it up. They can simply just show that the infection and the disease is not present upon packaging. Think about that. So you can get a cow or some bovine animal that fell over and died, and instead of dragging it off to a fire pit and disposing of its remains, they can chop it up, cook it up, and as long as it doesn't show the disease in the meat, it's USDA approved. USDA approved. So if you can spray enough antibiotics, antiviral on it, and by the time it's time to show up, it doesn't show the disease is active. Uh, bon appetit. Bon appetit, baby. $5 steak. And whatever we can't make with that $5 steak, we can add a little cell meat to it. Self-reproducing, self-replicating meat cells. Just shoot that in it. Now, that's great. But you know, GMOs and all that also affect human genetics in real time. It actually affects our own body in real time. So imagine what the mad cow uh, micro meat would do to your DNA. Then you wake up one day and you're having weird feelings about yourself, your sexuality. Your well, they, you know, they, you have to look also into, I think they talked about this with the lab meat chicken particularly. Good guy. Is that what makes it grow fast, right? Uh, let me ask you this. Oh, God. What cells would make something grow really fast? Estrogen. Right. And 
cancer cells. Cancer cells in there. So now we have more cancer cells. We have more people with cancer and unique types of cancer in younger and younger people. And then there's a cancer business. There's a whole cancer business of managing that cancer because the same people that brought you the micro meat um, also brought you cancer cures. Yeah, it's uh, what's his name? Microsoft. Yeah, that Gates. guy. Bill Gates. Yeah, who wants to cut the world's population down. Yeah. So these are not conspiracies and things like that. That's what they say, right? <laughs> conspiracy theory. It ain't a conspiracy if it's real. And I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm saying check out everything we're talking about. Scrutinize it for yourself. And be, be ready to go. Have a plan. So Caitlin just brought that up. They're pumping all kind of estrogen. I saw a bunch of little boys at the, uh, the resort that appeared to have a breast. They were walking around with no shirt on. And they were all about uh, 32 Ds. They were little boys with boobies and perky nipples. It was the most grossest freak show thing you'd ever see. While they were eating in the pool with a micro meat hot dog. Made from uh, micro spongiform uh, buns. With something that looked like mustard on them. You see where we're going? So for those of us who are sourcing and thinking, we want to have a path through all this. I found that the biggest challenge, even when we're talking here, like when I'm talking to you and Jonte and them, the word salading of things is what the big risk is, I think, for you guys as generation. That so much stuff is being justified that, that if you question it, you get tied up in knots with words. Well, for us, it's just we have to navigate this world from here on out. Right. We have to coexist with these people. No, you don't. And your generation. We're out of here. You're, you're already. We're out of here. You're doing. We got one foot out. Yeah. So we still have to, like, maintain some sort of, like, decorum. Do you? I don't necessarily. So it's such a small percentage of the population, right? That is actually... But they're loud. They are. And they're, you know... But I think eventually the pendulum will swing again because you already have conversations, like, we're already having conversations within our group about how mm. we don't buy into it, we don't feed it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not the ones to preach to. We don't care what you do. Do you? We're part of that, you know... Yeah. Uh, but they're saying if you do that, that's anti them. If you don't go out of your way acknowledging them and want to bundle up with them. Yeah. And that, that's where we drop off. Right? Okay. So that's where we, that's where our train mm. derails from their train. Yeah. Yeah. You, you split the track there. Yeah. The, the track split. But, yeah. But we still have to like, you know, these people are now in the workforce and we're in. Are they? Do they work? Yeah. Because I just saw an article how not to hire them. So if they fill out the application, they start talking pronouns and stuff, you just you just throw the application away because you know you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but they're still, they're still out there. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I, I just keep them at an arm's length because you can't talk logically with yeah, them. Yeah, and you can't keep up with, the, with, with their ever 
the demands or whatever they have on society. Uh, they're really um, they're a real burden on society. And um, again, this is coming from me. I'm I'm a human rights revolutionary. I was in the middle of all this kind of stuff, fight for the, for the for fight for people, fight for the rights of people, sacrifice, suffer, uh, bury your dead, keep moving. Um, and you really want to get off this train. It's really uh, sad. This is a sad state of humanity. And for those who have opted out, we want to uh, create collective communication with one another, support systems, because we're going to need it. I believe that it is, at the, it's, it is to the advantage of the, um, of the elite, the elite, the, the, the half of 1% elite, for us to be at chaos, for human progression to stop. I think Bill Gates even mentioned it, it only needed to be a few billion people, his crew and everybody serving them. That's how the ideal world would look. And I don't want to be part of his idea of the world. Right? I, I want nothing to do with that. Um, so let us kind of think about solutions. I think in the next start we talk about things we can do. Um, I would say a hint to that is, again, Keep your mind healthy, be well-read, uh, well-sourced, be aware that um, you're not wrong when you feel like something isn't right. We need to look after our children to the best of our ability. If we can't look after them, at least don't molest them and leave them alone. Our food source has been corrupted and there is no room for folly. Do not do the flaming Hot Doritos and then follow that up with a caffeine. My son sold me a caffeine drink with 2,500 milligrams of caffeine. That would kill a horse. So you're telling me that you're so fatigued that it takes 2,500 milligrams of caffeine. The drink was called liquid death. Are you sure? That's a water. They have a caffeinated drink. I believe it's called liquid death or something like that. Liquid death is water. That's a Okay, which one has the high the twenty the, the high caffeine in? Look it up for me. He showed me one. Drona showed me one. He said, Dad, if I drink this, you'll watch me jump off the wall. I said, Yeah, you'll be jumping off the wall. Um so the reason you need a drink like that is because your metabolism is so depressed. Um we're looking it up right now. Caitlin is doing her um, her thing. Oh, it's maybe it's called. Yeah, they have uh, Dynapep. They have uh, many of these drinks with two hundred plus milligrams of caffeine. Um, full throttle, Prime Energy. Um, so many of these different names. And you're drinking this because your body is depressed and you're taking in all this estrogen. So you just want to go to sleep all the time and, and, and uh, basically gestate a baby. That's what the estrogen is teaching. So you need caffeine to get up. So when you see your friends running around with these energy drinks and they have enough caffeine to make a horse have a heart attack and they're just kind of waking up, that's offsetting the high um, phytoestrogens that have been put in your food. Well, there's also adrenal fatigue when you over-caffeinate. That's right. 
That's right. Then your adrenal system can no longer keep up, right? And then your, and your kidneys start to fail, right? Your yin and yang get switched. There's disharmony, right? Yeah. Extreme disharmony. So for those of us who are doing that, let's just be aware. We don't have to walk around paranoid. We just have to be ready. We have to be ready in so many ways of thinking different. Also avoiding these kind of um, divisive narratives. One of the easy ways to get you distracted, to get caught up in political narratives, uh, Republican versus liberal, your ass out with either one. Either side of the table, your ass out. Whether you Joe Biden, whether you Trump, just look, look, look what you're facing. Look what their view of the world is like. Uh, endless wars, endless suffering, and, the, and, and, and the, the everyday people pay for their folly. Right, that's where you're left. You follow me, Vin? Why don't you chime in, Vin, and we're going to move to the another, another place. place with this. Yeah, I like the way you frame the discussion, Z, uh, because a lot of what we're doing with this podcast and with the project is changing the way that people think or giving our audience a different perspective on what's going on and how to think about how to navigate the world. Because if you look at what we've evolved into, maybe the single worst thing that's happened, we've just got this failed recipe for success or more generally a failed recipe for life. Uh, so we're taught that it's okay to be unhealthy. Uh, we're taught about some of the aging narratives that uh, were the basis of my century project, uh, that as you get older, your health is going downhill and you're just going to fade into the sunset. Uh, we're taught that the rest of the world hates us and they're out to attack us and they're full of these evil terrorists. So we have to invest a trillion dollars in the military and bomb everyone into oblivion. You know, we're taught that we can't offend other people and therefore, we have to go along with what the consensus wants. And to your point, if you see crazy things uh, like you question where your food is coming from or you question the sexualization of children, those are topics that are potentially taboo and you can't even have a conversation. Uh, so that's a big part of our efforts. Uh, if we want to get people past that, the first thing is an awareness of what these ideas are that we've taken in. So let's clear that up. You know, let's get those ideas out of our mind. Uh, or maybe even before doing that, before getting them out, let's take an inventory of what we believe. What do we believe about the world, about ourselves? Uh, what's our, our playbook for how we go through this life? And start looking at that very carefully and asking if that makes sense. Uh, and maybe in some cases it does, or maybe it makes sense to some people and not others, and that's fine. Uh, but I think we really need to critically examine what is driving us uh, through this life what our strategy is, and make sure that we're not susceptible to this craziness that we've been talking about. So I'll leave it there, Z. I mean, I kind of think about this first part of the conversation, uh, the insanity of the masses as a wake-up call. Let's take a look at what's going on. Let's be clear on that. And we can move on to the second part of the topic uh, in the next episode and talk a little bit about where do we go? You know, if all of this is surrounding us, if we're dealing with crazy people, if we're dealing with a decline or a non-existence of common sense, if we're dealing with a world that is literally going, going up in flames because of global warning, excuse me, global warming, what do we do about it? Where do we go? Who do we hang out with? And we're going to cover that topic next time. Yeah, man, I, um, when you talk, I always get inspired, Vin. Um, 
I just before we finish the session, I want us to think about the opt-outs, about how to cleanse yourself from these really false narratives, these really, really failed ideas that have been normalized. As a military veteran, and as a person who keeps up with military shit, there are no enemies of the United States that aren't earned. Hear what I'm saying. There are no enemies that aren't earned. If you leave people alone, they won't seek revenge on you. Right now, there is a drumbeat and discussions in a very clinical way about what to do about the impending war with China. I'd like everyone to ask yourself, have you met anyone from China that wants to blow you up? You answer no, be very careful about what you hear. They do not know something you don't. The government doesn't know things that you don't. And that's what, they'll, that's what they say. Well, this is above your even understanding. We have uh, investigators, we have spies, and they know stuff that we can't really tell you, but it's really bad and we're going to protect you from that. And they have shows. I love the military shows. I love all these. They have, there's one called Lioness, a bunch of cute girls running around killing people. It's, I, I love these shows. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I like guns and stuff like that. But I don't like them as much as I love peace. Okay? I understand the energy of playing uh, cops and robbers and things like that. It's role playing. There are no enemies. The average person in China is not collectively plotting your demise. Every time there has been a, a rally for war, upon the end of that rally that culminates in a war that ends, you then find the truth that there was no reason to do it. Yet the people who were responsible for it are not held to any accountability. They live and die having never suffered punishment for creating, if not a global catastrophe, human rights slaughter of such a magnitude that it will be discussed for the rest of humanity. And we find that there was no reason to do it other than someone in the chain of, 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 of rumor and propaganda benefited financially from it. The killing of Gaddafi in Africa, the killing and destabilization of various countries under the guise that they were going to save women and bring democracy. And they always come out with the same tired script. Well, they're eating children. See, the poor babies were killed. I think they even busted them recently in the Ukraine thing where they showed a bunch of dead babies and it was just a, re, a redone footage from some other thing that was actually Iraq where the U.S. had blew up a school and they used that picture. They repurposed it to sell you on Ukraine. I haven't really said much to people I know about it very little because I know it's like talking about vaccinations. It can destroy relationships just to have the discussion. But I remember when the Ukraine thing started, everybody was putting the Ukraine flag and 
let's love Ukraine and let's, let's help Ukraine. Why? It's a, it's a Nazi country. So do we, are, are Nazis good now? Are the, when I was in the military, we trained the Mushadeen to fight the Russians. They are now the Taliban and all these other things. So you go from friend to enemy to enemy of my friend to friend of my enemy. It's a mess. Let's just stay out of it. For those of you who are thinking, remember, remind yourself when you hear about some ghost invader, some faraway existential threat to your everyday life, when you're looking way over there, maybe you need to look right in front of you at your local politicians, at your local government, at your national government, and, and see who is the biggest threat to you. Who's the biggest threat to you? What about the food supply? Is the Chinese, are, is the Chinese putting micro meats and, and radium meat and plasti meat on your shelves? Is it the Chinese putting lead in your water and allowing that? Is it Chinese trying to force people into electric cars at the expense of the rest of the world and creating even a more a, a greater climate problem because there's no infrastructure for electric cars. How about building infrastructure first so you don't have to go to another country, destroy their country, create enemies and refugees? And did you see this thing they made at the border, a device that chops people up in the water? Did you see that in the Texas border? Look at the border, uh, the water crossing device to prevent immigrants from coming. If they get swept into the water, uh, the thing has, uh, it has uh, grinding blades in it. It has saw blades in it. Take a look at the device. Those people aren't your enemy. Those people are not your enemy. So you're getting worked up and stressed off. And, they, and people so quickly say, ah, the immigrants. Well, you know how it is. They come into this country. It's really the immigrants. What have they done to you? Yeah, every now and then one's a criminal. But they're, they, they, it, Americans have 10 times the rates of criminals walking the streets here. So let that, not, let that evil karma not be in your heart. Let us figure out a holistic way of navigating through these times so that whatever our legacy is, whatever our bhakti is, it is that we tried. You know what I mean, Vin? Yeah, I think there's a certain solace that we can take in just living with integrity and living in a way where we're accountable to ourselves. We live by our own standards. We don't get caught up in the hype, like Chuck D says, uh, don't believe the hype. And of course, it would be great if that inspires other people and maybe we can be that light and we can build a community and that we can do our part to reach many beyond ourselves. But I would say, Z, even if we can't do that, there's a benefit because we get peace of mind. We live in a way that makes sense to us, that provides contentment, where at the end of the day, we can feel good about who we are, about how we conduct ourselves, uh, that we're satisfying our obligations to other people. We're not inflicting cruelty unnecessarily. We're not holding on to grudges or hatred, which is just going to destroy ourselves. It's like a poison that rots us from the inside. Uh, so I think that's where it starts. And, you know, any benefit it has beyond that if it inspires other people great but we're really doing a service to ourselves that's for sure so let's we'll, we'll see everybody in the next episode and really what we hope to do is simply to provoke 
independent thinking here on Dharma Media. And take a look at us as Lion with a Mic, buymycenturyproject.com so we can live a healthy hundred years. Talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.